friends and foes. Welcome to Brushwork Podcast. I have Brittany here today with me, Brittany Torres of The Social Atelier and Torres Fantasy there we Art. Go. That's Brittany. And I have her back on the podcast today here to talk about your social media and why you're avoiding it. Why are you avoiding making it? It's time to make your content. <laughs> Keep so let's be clear. She is not just talking to you, listener. She's also talking to me. I have I have been guilty of this as well. But hi, so glad to be back. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're here to talk about this because I have so many people who I'm just like, why are you complaining that nothing's working when you're not posting social media? Hmm? Hmm? Why Why are you Why are you just not on the internet and then complaining that you're not getting any shows and then you're not complaining? You're complaining about how nothing's working for you and you're just not there why (laughs) I feel like we should preface this for your listeners to be like this is not going to be the most like polished beautiful interview this is a conversation like an honest raw conversation and I think when I was titling my my uh points in my notes app when we first started talking about doing this episode I titled it uncomfortable truths Mm mm-hmm and then right underneath it, I said, D- just do the damn work. <laughs> just do the work. I I get a lot of uh, comments from people being like, oh, wow, this episode really helped motivate me. And I hope you're ready for this episode because we're here to motivate I you. Ready. <laughs> I hope you're ready. T- it's called tough love. I, I mm-hmm. have so much love for artists, right? Like it's why I got into the business. I was working with artists. I was at like a nine to five, like nonprofit. So I, I don't know if you can call it corporate job, but it felt like a corporate job, you know, corporate, like plug yeah. in, plug out. And um, I got to work with artists a little bit, but I saw from the, you know, I had the perspective from the outside to be able to see where they were struggling. And so when I started this business, Um, I was able to get in there and help artists more and help give them direction. But what I found, Mm -hmm. which was so interesting, is they didn't just need or crave direction. Like they craved the structure. Mm -hmm. They craved the tough love. They craved the coaching. Because if you're anything like me, um, you need external motivation right you need the yeah well maybe not motivation let me rephrase that you need the external pressures <laughs> right mm-hmm. we have internal motivators and we have external motivators you obviously have both but for certain things one can be stronger than the other this is coming straight from my therapist um <laughs> and so i know that for me for example I have a strong internal motivation to like create, to be an artist, to pursue the things that make me happy and I find interesting. And that's the, that's, you know, that's the good stuff. Now, getting that done in a timely manner, that has to be an external motivator. (laughs) I have to have some sort of pressure, like, like lid on me so that I build up pressure and I build up momentum. Mm -hmm. It could be an art show. You know, it could be accountabilities, body doubling. Hey, Twitch. Why do you think Twitch is so helpful? It's so great. (laughs) But also it could be like having a coach or in this case, a podcast where you're listening to it. And maybe this is, you know, kind of the little kick that you may have been needing 
you know, you're like, oh, I just, I just haven't been able to get going on my social media. I can't get started, blah, 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 whatever it is. Maybe this is the kick you need. And I say it with all love, but also you got to get to doing the work. Shall we start this with a a little uh, self call out? Um, It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. I haven't posted to Instagram in two weeks. How dare <laughs> How dare I? Uh, I haven't updated my blog in, um, well, months. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm realizing that my my problems is that I am a, a one-focused horse here, pony trick, one-trick pony, <laughs> mm-hmm. where I mm-hmm. just, I focus on one platform and then I forget about the others that I've dedicated hours and actually years into. And um, it's, it's, that's, that's my thing. So yeah. And it's because right now you're being driven by this, like an external motivator. Mm -hmm. You have this big trip coming up. Mm -hmm. You have the, these commission pressures on you, you know, like you have these other things that are pulling away your attention and, and distraction is not going to be one of the topics we're getting into. Yes, definitely. We have listed topics, so (laughs) this is not going to be as crazy. Well, no, it might be, it might be a crazy conversation, but, um, I, I think that it's super easy to kind of drop the social media ball when you're juggling multiple at a time, oh, for sure. right? You've got multiple going and, and we'll get into this more, but I think that social media is the first ball to drop Yes, because of all the reasons we're going to go into all the reasons why we think that this is the one we can let go of first, but we're going to get into why it's, it's essential for your business. I'll do my call out. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. Hi. Um, (laughs) I haven't been on social with my business for like a year. Oh, wow. How about that? It's about our last podcast recording. Holy cats. Yeah. That's so um just to to share with the audience the real the Cliff Notes version of the social ateliers last year. Mm-hmm. Last time you heard from me, we were doing a um really fun interview and we ended talking about, hey, I'm gonna be launching this app. All these things are coming up for the social atelier, and then boom, about a month later, I severely break my dominant wrist um yeah so broken bone nerve damage soft tissue damage pretty intense surgery we don't need to go into but basically very very intense surgery and about nine months of physical therapy to recover damn so when you are you know, on pain meds and trying to, you know, learn to rebrush your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is not. It's not the priority. Not forefront. It's no. not the top. So my whole business, <laughs> I ghosted my entire business and, and people were so kind who, who who reached out. And I just so appreciate, you know, um, the tribe that I, that I've found in, in artists here, but I just kind of ghosted everybody, <laughs> including my social media. And you know what? I felt really bad about it for a long time. Yeah. But I don't anymore because Good. I know that I was taking care of myself first. Mm-hmm. And I had the blessing of of financially that it was okay that I walked away from the business for a while. Yeah. So now, about a year later, I'm happy to say I almost have like full function of my wrist. I experience very little pain and we're just getting better every, every day. And 
you were so kind to let me jump in on a podcast with you to kind of restart the gears, get <laughs> back and going, dip my toe in. I, I miss I miss it. I miss the artists and I miss hanging out with you and, and I'm excited to be back. But that's to say guilt is a big driving force in people mm-hmm. not getting on social media to begin with mm-hmm. and also staying off social media once they're off. So guilt is actually, I don't think we actually don't think it's on our list. It's not on our list, but we should talk it's about it. It's not on our list. But so that's that's the addendum to the list is guilt, <laughs> either from getting on or from getting off. If you get if you got off, maybe you were feeling like me, like, why should I get back on? I have I abandoned my audience. I'm so embarrassed. Like all of these feelings or the guilt of well I haven't been on, which I guess you, you probably don't feel, but like to use you as an example, <laughs> yeah, use me. <laughs> you, ha- you haven't been on. I've been I've been avoiding my blog. I feel guilty for the work that I haven't done, mm-hmm. and somebody's gonna see that. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna acknowledge the work that I've done. That's what the root of it is. The guilt is the worry that somebody else is going to notice and acknowledge our lack of work. And our lack of accomplishment. And that's where that guilt feeling comes from. Isn't that interesting to think about? The guilt is strong. And I always find that when you are into the guilt mindset of why you're not making content of any kind, it's you think about, okay, I feel bad because I'm not making things, right? Instead of thinking, I feel bad, but I'm also making things for a purpose, and you you kind of forget about the purpose and you start thinking about why you feel bad. And mm-hmm. when you start thinking, okay, when I make Instagram posts after not posting for two weeks, instead of feeling guilty about not doing it and feeling kind of like you let yourself down, you have to think, okay, I'm making Instagram content because I want to sell my art. And by making it now and posting tomorrow, then that restarts the cycle and here we go back up again. And there's no need for the guilt. You know, you could also, <laughs> there's this one YouTuber I, I like to watch. Um, and she, when she started, she made like a video, I don't know, like every other week, every week or so. Um, and then years went by and she started making videos like once every three months. And now she starts all of her videos with I'm back as if like it's her brand to just be like late and not have any sort of... <laughs> sort of on time content she embraced it that's (laughs) shifting that mindset to being like what am I going to do and Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll with it Uh it's that quote and I I have no idea who says this it's one of those things that float around on Instagram Mm -hmm. so I apologize I don't know who the original person who said this is could have been the rock I don't know (laughs) but he says (laughs) says you know is it one day like one day I'm going to do this one day I'm going to get back on social Mm -hmm. or is it day one is it one day or day one that's delicious that tastes good (laughs) and that's how I was feeling about the podcast like one day I'm gonna start up my podcast again started up I only got five episodes in and then I got well the first I got sick and then which I hadn't shared with a lot of people I I was going through extreme anemia and I, Mm. I was very sick um and so this is PSA for everyone out there don't wait if you're not feeling well just go. Just go. Just go get it figured out. Don't wait. Don't wait. So I will, you know, right 
right after that is when I had my broken wrist. So it just kind of compiled. And one, the first thing to go when I started feeling bad was my podcast, which I had just started. I was mm-hmm. only five episodes in. And I have, I've, I've, you've seen it. I have a whole notebook full of podcast ideas and interviews. And There's I was like so 40 excited. ideas in there. It's beautiful. I know. It's like a year's <laughs> worth of content. And I was like, let's go. This is going to be amazing. And it was the first thing to drop mm-hmm. when I wasn't feeling well. And so I've had this feeling. I was like, I've gotten better. I'm healed. I'm healthy. One day I'm going to start up my podcast and it's going to happen. And guess what hasn't happened? It's not It's not day one yet. <laughs> it's it, because I didn't have that mindset. I was like, well, one day, one day I'm going to do this. But really what I was doing was just sitting in this guilt of the fact that I didn't start it. I only had this many episodes, whatever it was, yeah. I was sitting with this guilt. And so for me, I was like, I want it to be day one. When is day one going to be? What's feasible for that? And I was like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm ready to start day one. So what I did is mm. you find, okay, what's standing in my way of yeah. day one? And you figure, you figure that out. You find out, and this is why we've made this list, which we haven't got to, but the list of, you know, identifying the root issues, right? So my root issue, I figured out, which was kind of like step, you know, 0.5, <laughs> was that I was so out of practice. I was scared to record my podcast. And that's oh. when I immediately texted you and said, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast together again. I really, I really would love to ease back into it with a guy that I trust. I, that's so cute. And also like such a good tactic. If you're like, I am scared to start in on a project and you can do it with somebody else. Even if it's like, I don't know how to write an Instagram caption and you have a friend who you think is kind of good at it. You should just call them up and schedule an hour and be like, can you help me? write these (laughs) what you're doing it's not a cop it's finding tools yeah so that is one of the things that I do feel like artists really struggle with is what we feel the need to figure it out on our own Mm -hmm. like find a way figure it out on our own (laughs) because we were taught like just go do it but we weren't taught hey first find the tools right like you're just go go paint that painting Stephanie just right? go do it. <laughs> Instead of somebody and I, I, I've literally, I've talked with a friend about doing a, a a TED talk on the word how much I hate the word just. It's so I I, mm, I have to stop myself because I feel so strongly about it. But like, just go start that painting. That is ridiculous. You know, if I was to instruct you how to do, it, I'd be like, go grab your brush. Mm-hmm and your paints Mm -hmm. and walk up to the canvas Mm -hmm. and put you know step by step by step like this is how you do it just go start on instagram just go make that post just go start that podcast back up again immediate immediate overwhelm totally like it is so frustrating and so one of the roles of a coach is that external motivator to come in but also to give you like steps like to give you tools Mm -hmm. to use so like when we revamped your social or we revamped your website I wasn't like hey just go 
you know, spruce up your website. Have fun. (laughs) Like, let me just chuck you into the deep end of the pool while I'm at it. Like I gave you the tools to do it and then you Mm -hmm. ran with it, right? Mm -hmm. Because once artists and creatives are given the proper tools and the proper breakdown of here are the steps to take, they can run with it and do amazing things with it. It's because y'all, y'all artists are pretty awesome. You're like, oh, I have a vision now. I have steps I can do things with. Let's go. Let's go. And, you know, Brittany and I have steps for you today on why you're avoiding making content <laughs> and how and how to defeat these avoidances. And I think it's time to go through the list that we've been alluding to. <laughs> it is. It, it is. is. But I, I am appreciative of, of everyone listening and and just being here with us because it's good for people to hear about the struggles that mm-hmm. you know we go through because it's easy so often I'll be listening to a podcast and I'm just like oh, these people know what they're talking they about got it together they don't have the same struggles that I do they're perfect and I'm here to break <laughs> burst that bubble um and that's why we're just having having fun making it casual but letting you know hey like this is like while we do have good advice we we struggle with it too because it is we're all in this together I basically make every podcast episode as a reminder to myself of what to do. <laughs> like tools. every single one. <laughs> yeah. It's your tools and it's your external motivator and it keeps you accountable. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think more artists should have podcasts. I, I need so much to listen to. Yeah, there's not very many of them. And there's not very many of them that are like are more than a single episode. So I'm just saying it would be sweet. I need a minimum 20-minute podcast. If your podcast episode is less than 20 minutes, I won't listen to it because I use it as a gauge to go on a walk with my dog. Oh, I love that. That's so I have to have 20 minutes or like a 40-minute episode or two 20-minute episodes. And it, I use it to tell like how long I've been walking my dog. That's pretty great. <laughs> and so people, there's a lot of podcasts out there. So anyone who's wanting to start a podcast... Just, you know, just think about that. You know, 12-minute episode. What are your I'm listeners not, listening to? Or what are they doing while listening? <laughs> I know a lot of you are making art right now, so um, I appreciate that you've, you've got pressure gone. <laughs> All right. Should we start with our list? We should. Okay. We absolutely should. Number one on our list of why you're avoiding making content for social media um, is distraction. Do you ever feel like... Painting is the most important part of your art business. (laughs) Because I felt that way for many, 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 many years until I realized that, oh, I'm not selling art because I'm not putting any time into my social media because I feel like if I work on my website or I work on my social media posts, I am taking time away from painting and that's just wrong. A lot, a lot of artists feel like if they work on social media, if they put time, because I've always said in all of my trainings, time is your most precious commodity as an artist. Mm -hmm. It's not creativity. Shocker. I know. (laughs) But it's actually time because where you choose to put your time is where you're going to be productive. And at the end of the day, where you're going to make money. Mm -hmm. And if you put all your time into painting that's wonderful 
But that doesn't mean you're going to make money. You're going to have a beautiful studio full of artwork. Oh, yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. But it doesn't get out into the world. You have to do the marketing. You have to do the business side of things, right? But artists feel so strongly their attachment to their artwork and to their traditional values and to, you know, all of the years and years that they've spent putting into this artwork to then have to step away from that Mm -hmm. and go into a marketing headspace and out of the studio. They're like, that is going to take away from my time here in the studio. It's going to take away value. It's going to take away, you know, all of this focus that I have, you know, it's a distraction. Social media is a distraction for Mm -hmm. me not Mm -hmm. worth it. It's not worth walking away and and stopping in the middle of this painting to take a photo or set up my camera or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's it's not worth it. Right. And gosh, you know, there is some truth to it. You are taking time away from your artwork, but it's also, it's not away from the artwork. It's, it's in a different way of supporting the artwork. It's not, it's not that, taking time away from painting is detrimental to your painting. It's taking time away from the painting to set up your camera to therefore, you know, make content for the internet. It's, it's getting an audience to your work instead of just you looking at the work. And that is equally yeah. important. It's, it's part of the collective, um, added value. Yeah. It's added value. And it's, you have to change your mindset from thinking, oh, it's just someone's going to look at it for two seconds and then go away. But I mean, that might that might be the, the, the instance indeed. But it, it's changing your mindset from looking at your artwork as just your artwork to looking at your artwork as someone who might want to buy your work. It's showing people what you have. It's not distracting your, from your artwork. It's adding to your artwork. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> that was a very roundabout way of getting there. <laughs> no, it's it's so true. It's this mindset that we have of I am an artist Mm -hmm. that is that is what I do anything else is a distraction right right and I am purely solely an artist and this is great so we're just gonna we're just gonna dive right into my biggest point okay of this whole thing if you're still with us if you're still listening first of all I just so appreciate you um (laughs) But also, please have this be the biggest takeaway, all right? And this is this is the tough love, okay? If you can get through this, you can get through the rest of this episode. If you want to just be an artist and not have to do social media, do marketing, all of that crap, right? Go work for a company. If all you want to do is make art because I hear it. This is the thing I hear over and over the pain point from artists. I didn't sign up to be a content creator. Mm. I didn't sign up to be a content creator. Nowadays, I'm forced to be a content creator when all I want to do is make art. Absolutely. You can still do that. You can absolutely just go pump out art every single day. If that's what you want, do it. Mm -hmm. You know how you do that? You get hired by a company that tells you what to make and you just make art. Or you stay as a hobbyist. (laughs) If you want to say no, Mm -hmm. I want to say 
in what art I make, in the direction of my artwork and how much artwork I produce. I want the control over that, over my creativity. Well, then guess what? You have to be an independent or freelance artist. Mm -hmm. That is the two choices. That is how it works, right? If you want to just make artwork, go get a stable, steady art job. And you absolutely can do that. And they are out there. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I have a client who was like, I want to make, I just want to work on movies and make creature art. And he moved to California. <laughs> he's building up his portfolio and he's going to get hired by an amazing studio. I'm so proud of him. And they're going to tell him, make this artwork and he's going to go make this amazing artwork. Right? It works. But on the other hand, I have artists going, well, no, 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 no. I want to do what I want to do. But at the same time, I, I don't want to do all that business marketing stuff. They go hand in hand. They and do. this is what I'm getting at, is if you want to have full control over your art and your art business, you have to switch into the mindset of that it is a business mm -hmm. and that content creation is not content creation. It's marketing. Mm -hmm. It's just the new era and the new way of marketing. So if you want to sell your artwork yourself, you have to make content. This Even you if you want to get into a gallery, a lot of times they're looking for a healthy following from you, a healthy audience. Are you worth investing in mm -hmm. if you are new to them, right? If you're trying to get in with them, a lot of times they do look at that. The way you do that is having a healthy social media following audience and relationship they go hand in hand. So I need the first thing we need to have you do is start thinking not as content creation. It's a distraction. It's not worth my time. That's what we're saying at the end of the day, I think, is when we're saying, oh, it's a distraction. I, I don't want to focus on that. You're saying that's not worth my time. My time, we're right. We're coming back to mm -hmm. time is my most precious commodity. It's not worth doing this. It will only distract me. And we have to shift in that mindset of, this is my marketing. This is how the world sees the beautiful art that I have made. And I can control the narrative of how I'm talking about my art, what story my art says. I can control all that because I control my content. I control my marketing. Mm -hmm. So it, it is, in fact, absolutely worth your time. So the next time <laughs> you catch yourself going, Oh, I didn't sign up to be a content creator. Ugh, I have to do this. Actually, as an independent artist, I hate to break it to you, but you did. You did sign up to be a content creator mm -hmm. because it's 2023. Yeah. This is how the marketing world works right now. And yes, it does look very different than it did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Absolutely. And that shift, I, I acknowledge that that shift can be really hard to, to get used to. It can be tough, but it's how, it's how it is. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you, you want to play, you better step up to the plate. Like this is what it takes. So the question now is not, is it worth my time? It's are you willing to play the game? 
Are you willing to do it? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't. And it's okay if you're not, but you just need to acknowledge that and not complain to people when it's not working out. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the go-to. It's the, and honestly, it's the go-to excuse. And I'm going to call it like I see it. It's the mm-hmm. go-to excuse for when they aren't seeing the sales results, the dollar results of their artwork. The first excuse I heard is like, well, I didn't sign up to be a content creator. This is taking up all my time. This is ridiculous. Like all of those things. I hate that. So this is, (laughs) if you take away anything from this episode, know that with love, I'm telling you to play the game. You can do it. Like if this is what you want, absolutely. And there are awesome tools out there. One of which, listen to this podcast. Stephanie gives you amazing tools every single week of how to be an artist in today's modern day and age, right? Because it, it's not easy. No mm-hmm. one said it was easy. If, if it was easy, everyone would be an artist, it's a so professional hard. working artist. <laughs> we would all not be struggling. We'd be like, this is a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. So having that autonomy, having those extra responsibilities, wearing those extra hats of being a content creator, being an artist, being a business owner, it's a lot. And a lot of people don't don't want to carry all that. And so that is when you maybe go to a nine to five job where other people can make those decisions and you can focus on doing that one thing that you really love or it's very specific, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. And I think that that's just personality. Right? Yeah. My personality doesn't really like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like being able to call the shots. But with that comes the responsibility of having to wear those other hats and saying, content is not a distraction. It's actually added value. It's added marketing. This is how I get my stuff out into the world, to my social media. You have to change the way you speak around social media and around content creation for you to stop thinking of it as a distraction. Instead of I am forced to make content, it's I get to make content instead Mm of I have to make myself, you know, presentable for social media. It's I get to show the world my art. And when you change your language, it's going to be forced at first, but eventually it's going to change your whole mindset and how you look to how you engage with your Instagram, your TikToks, your whatever, you're going to start going onto it and being like, oh, I'm excited to post. I'm excited to look for new trends. I'm excited um, to engage with collectors or other artists. And it's, it becomes, it becomes fun. It becomes a joyful new kind of creative work that is not distracting, but in addition to. Day one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shifting that, that mindset shift. It's one of the things that like, I spend the most time with when I um, do coach people is that you'd think that we spend all of our time. Like um, I've had coaching packages where we worked together for 12 weeks. The first four weeks are dedicated to mindset work and Mm -hmm. brand like rebranding them. Yeah. Like four weeks. That's 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 a lot of time. (laughs) And they're like, what? You're like, when are we getting like, my into most hashtags. precious commodity? It's like, yes, because it sets up your foundation 
So if you can get your mindset um, figured out here, then you are going to be able to really take off after that. You're building a foundation. You're building your springboard to be able to go from, from here into the smaller things that, well, we do have listed below. <laughs> this is just topic one. <laughs> but it's the one I feel the most strongly about. Yeah. Right? It is the one that... I hope resonates with the most people is that it, because it is the one that I hear the most over and over. And I haven't even been, you know, very involved lately over the past year, like we said earlier. And yet I still hear it. I saw a post the other day and it just set my blood to boiling. And actually (laughs) why I texted you. And I was like, you know what? I think we need to do a podcast about. (laughs) And it was a photographer and they were making this reel, ironically. That said, I didn't sign up to be a content creator. I just want to do photography. <laughs> it's like, ironically, you made a reel out of this, which is hilarious. That is funny. But it's not just pertaining to fine artists. It's not just pertaining to, to artists in general. It, it's for any creative, mm-hmm. anybody who has a small business. I didn't sign up to be contact. Well, you know. You are now. Congratulations. Just just replace content with marketing. Right. And see how that sounds. I'm a business owner and I didn't sign up to do marketing. <laughs> You're like, wait. You're like, Hold on. Make <laughs> That's not Hold a on. business. <laughs> I'm an artist and I didn't sign up to make content, like have to make content. Mm-hmm. Replace that with I'm a small business owner and I didn't sign up to have to do my own marketing. Now it sounds kind of it's silly. <laughs> silly. So I'm I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. Being like, I don't want to do this. I shouldn't have to do this. I shouldn't have to do all of this. Mm-hmm. It is a you know, a kick of hopefully motivation and mm-hmm. tough love mm-hmm. that yes, we actually need to. You gotta it's and part, you get it's to part of the package. It's gonna be you so get fun. To. You get to. <laughs> you get to yeah. make content and it's going to be great. All right. That was our number one distraction. So we're not distracted from making content. We are in addition to painting, in addition to making collages or sculptures or whatever, you're also making content for the betterment of your business as a whole. Amazing. All right. Added value marketing. Number two is lack of authenticity. Okay. Do you ever fear that making content and making a lot of it on social media will just kind of cheapen your work and just make it seem insincere, make it seem fake, just make it seem, I don't know, because you you don't want to sell out and that's stopping you from making any sort of content on the regular? Do you ever feel that way? I don't, Mm. but... But it's because I have a different view mm-hmm. of social media mm-hmm. than a lot of artists might because I hold space as both a social media marketing coach. So I have that objective kind of viewpoint. Yeah. But I'm also an artist. So I hold that space as well. So sometimes I do have that like headspace and heart space kind of at conflict, mm-hmm. but I don't usually feel that way. But I do see so many artists who do. 
I felt like this in the past. Do you? I not currently, but when I was first starting out in like 2015 or so <laughs> on on Instagram, I was like, if I'm just posting all the time, people are gonna get sick of my work. They're gonna be like, it's not great. It's like I'm just selling out. Like I'm, <laughs> and they won't want my work anymore. They won't want to see what I'm doing and they'll get tired of me and just producing content just to produce content is just, I don't know. Like I, oh, I remember, I remember feeling like seeing people who were like, now I consider to be on top of their game with social media posting back in 2015, right? Which was a hard thing to do then. Nobody knew what they were doing. Um, and just being like, I'm seeing this person all the time. I'm sick of seeing them. I don't want their work anymore. I, I just felt like judgmental of them for like posting so much. And just, I was just like, this work is just not great. Like, or even if it was great, actually, I should go back and look at this person I'm thinking of in particular, because I'm sure it was actually like phenomenal. <laughs> and I was just being so <laughs> judgmental because I was comparing it to myself. But like, they just seemed like a sellout. And that's why I didn't want to do that to myself. But then I was like, wait, no, I do want to sell my work. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, that might have been the era of when social media it had been around for a couple of years but mm-hmm. it hadn't solidified as the new marketing you know mogul that it is true right it was just this other thing that you, some people did some people did it it wasn't mm-hmm. a blanket statement mm-hmm. like you have to do this now and things have changed so definitely how how you felt back then versus how you would see that same person now probably is really different very I see a lot of people who have this feeling of diluted authenticity. I usually see it with clients who are, and so am I, my Britneyisms, right? Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you, are you on social media or are you using social media? Ba-bing! <laughs> so that, a lot of times that feeling of of diluted authenticity. I like how we say that because artists often feel that way dependent on how they're using social media. They think they perceive it as how they're viewed on social media, Mm -hmm. right? You feel like, oh, if I'm posting a lot and people aren't going to see all those things you just said to me, right? But in fact, it's more about how your choosing to portray yourself on social media and if you're just on there willy-nilly throwing things on there you are portraying a lack of authenticity in your purpose so if you become more purposeful in how and why you use social media are you using social media are you are you on there with purpose with intent all of a sudden, your posts are more purposeful. Mm-hmm. They're more organized. They're they're getting you to a place. They're directing your following to what what you want them to see, what you want them to think. And I guarantee you, your audience will see that, mm-hmm. will recognize that, and will enjoy your social media because that's why they're following you. That's why they're here. 
they're not going to be sick of seeing all of your stuff if there's purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. They are going to be sick. I'll tell you what I get sick of. What do you get sick of? I, I am. I'm just, I'm, it's like we're laying out all the truths today. <laughs> <laughs> I get sick of seeing posts that somebody obviously threw up there and the caption. And I'm like, what am I looking at? And it could be a great photo, but it says like, oh, I guess I'll like just share this. I don't know. I'm not sure that I like it. Whatever. I hate self-deprecation in, in comments. I'm like, I can. There's ways to do it. Like there, if you're doing it with a intentional way, being like, oh my gosh, blah, blah, you know, and you're, you're tongue in cheek, self-deprecating. Uh-huh. That's the thing, right? We're talking about, oh, whatever. I don't know. I'm just posting because the algorithm says I have to. Oh, you just lost points with me because I have a very limited amount of feed space. Your feed, you can be following 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. You're only going to see two to 300 accounts regularly. Yeah. The algorithm. No, that's how it works. It's not going to show you 10,000 new posts a day. Mm -mm. The algorithm is... And I'm, people are going to hate this, Stephanie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, The algorithm is your friend. It's trying to work for you. But if mm-hmm. you give it no direction, if you give it no help, if you're just like, think of ChatGBT, if you're just sitting there with a text box and you don't type anything out of it, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. So you have to tell it what to do if i'm like i haven't seen stephanie's artwork for a while well it's because i haven't been going to your page i haven't interacted with any of your posts lately Mm -hmm. so the algorithm says you must not be interested in stephanie's post i will show you a different artist that Mm -hmm. you follow because you follow ten thousand accounts Mm -hmm. right it's trying to choose hey i'm trying to give you what you like you're interested in seeing yeah now think about it from the other side, think about it from the posting side. If I'm posting and I'm just slapping up a photo saying, I don't care about this, bleh, here you go. Am I going to get any engagement on that? Probably not. Probably not. Which means I just dropped in the list of accounts that you see and you follow because you didn't engage with me. So A lot of times we can blame Mm -hmm. the lack of authenticity of being on social media, of it diluting our brand and all these things. But instead, it's actually a lack of authenticity in how we approach it and how we use it. So Mm -hmm. because you used to feel this way, but now, especially over the last two years, I would say, Mm -hmm. you've approached your work, Stephanie, with so much more intent when it comes to posting on social media. Do you still feel like you're diluting your brand that you're not authentic online? Not even a little. Yeah, it's that's gone. Yeah, right. It's out of here. (laughs) It's out of here. I don't I don't have use for that anymore. Yeah, it's I again, we're just gonna keep talking about changing mindsets here. But I started thinking about Okay, if I want authenticity in my posts, that means each thing I post needs to have some sort of purpose, like Brittany was saying. And 
that purpose is either to get people to my shop, it's to tell them about the podcast, it is to inspire them about their work, it is to show them cool things about my work, little details, it's to show them who I am as an artist, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, and it doesn't have to be like a lot of work with each post, but each one has a very clear purpose. And I make sure the image leads to that and the caption leads to that. And that's that's how you continue to have authenticity. Yes, you're trying to sell your work, but also you're like, hi, I'm a cool artist. And you like this. I know you like this because you follow me. So here's some cool things. <laughs> and I would say trust in your audience, right? right. They didn't click follow because they, they had to care about your right. <laughs> They're like, Ugh, this gal's a sellout. Yikes! I'm gonna follow her. I'm gonna Wait, follow what? her. <laughs> so have have that trust in your audience, mm-hmm. and have that trust in yourself, and also have the have the respect for your artwork. Support your artwork like a fan, mm-hmm. right? Not your just yourself, but support your artwork like you're the fan. You're like, I want you to be seen. I want you to be seen in the world. This is how you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, there are very, if you're a fine artist listening, you know, there's very few galleries out there. There's not enough for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Social media, treat social media like your gallery. This is how your work is going to be seen. And I've had artists sell work, you know, still wet on the easel off of their newsletter. I've I've seen you sell commissions because someone saw you painting on Twitch, mm-hmm. right? People like what they're going to like. So be true to yourself, but represent yourself. So producing content actually is, is if we come full circle, yeah, it's actually showing respect to your artwork. It's showing respect to yourself as an artist and saying, this is what I make. Mm-hmm. Take Take pride in it. Have some pride. Excited about it, right? (laughs) And be like, I I want to share this. You don't make art. Well, I mean, maybe some people do. But the majority of artists make art to share. Mm -hmm. They want to share. They want to put it out in the world. You know, for a long time, I made artwork just for myself. And that's perfect. I don't don't want to share. (laughs) Like, no one needs to see this. I'm just making it for myself. I had to get pushed to be in my first art show. I didn't want to sign up. Did I ever tell you that? I no. did not want to be in that art show. Was this from your mentor? Yes. My <laughs> art mentor. One. So I'm, I make fantasy artwork. I'm very different. Uh, I have no physical painting skills like Stephanie. Um, and so I, I make digital artwork. And I, my art mentor was like, you have to be in this show with me. Come apply. Be in the show. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. No, no one wants to see that. And he's like, Brittany, you're going to be in the show. Get in the show, Brittany. I don't don't (laughs) want to be in the show. And I had no pride in in my artwork. I didn't want to show it off. Now I cannot sign up for a show fast enough. I literally emailed an art director (laughs) yesterday being like, hey, um, when are applications opening? Want to see my artwork? (laughs) Want to see my artwork? It's so cool. Because I've found the value of sharing it and you know what my audience is so helpful I find my audience to be so helpful they help me in making decisions they help me in like saying oh yeah we love those colors or I don't know what to name this hey like audience what do I name it I find so much value in my audience and 
having shared those things on social media, having shared it in person, like that, that is my authenticity. Like being proud of my artwork, sharing it, putting it out there in the world. So you're, you're not selling out by posting. You're actually doing everything right. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing everything right. And it's good. And I think um, you're doing good kid. You're doing great. You gotta, you gotta share it because it's fun. Not to put any creative pressure on you, but this leads us to our third point. <laughs> what, what might that third point be? It's creative pressure. <laughs> Do you ever feel like <laughs> you're like, I don't want to post on social media because I just have to post so much for it to be worth it? Oof. It's this constant, Oof. constant output it like never stops it never ends and if you do stop then you're falling behind and if i i'm gonna be burned out at this point because i have to create new things all the time and it always has to be new and good and inspired and purposeful (sighs) i'm already exhausted thinking about it okay and and that also makes people not want to ever start in the first place yeah yeah i'm like i I just get it i i wash my hands of this (laughs) I, I get it. I get not wanting to do it because it's so much pressure. And then you're like, you look at people who <laughs> who have like, they're on their game. They're posting every day. They got reels three times a week and they always look good. And you're just like, I can never even begin to make as much things as this person is doing. And it it's a little demoralizing. It's true. Sometimes I still feel like this. This is my current like naysayer and making content is in my brain is is this one it's like every once in a while it shows up and I'm just like it's just a lot like I know how to do it right and to do it right feels like a lot of work and it is work but there's ways to overcome this and to change your change your the way you think about this and ways to actually make things that you're proud of content wise not artistically because I don't know if you're proud of your artwork but whatever um But to like make content that you're just like, oh, this is good or even decent. This is decent. And I'm being consistent about it. So what what do you think about creative pressure? I'm going to actually disagree with you about mm. something. Oh, I don't think me. you need to make decent content. Bad content? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. I don't care what content you make. <laughs> what I care about is consistent content. Mm-hmm. Because... If you can get to a point where you're making consistent content, where you're like done, I mean, like done is better than perfect, right? So if you can get over that perfectionism and you can just be just, oh, I said it. If you can simply be putting out content at a consistent level, Mm -hmm. you are naturally going to start creating better content. That's true. If you go to my social media profile, mm-hmm. which and one? you scroll all the way down <laughs> to the first posts in 2019, the they're real pits. bad. <laughs> I even once thought about deleting them and archiving them. Because oh, wow. I'm like, this looks like straight out of some template and guess what it was it was i <laughs> he was using templates and and it wasn't authentic 
it wasn't very good graphics it was all over the place like it's it's not good Mm -hmm. it's not good because you're comparing it to what you see of my social media now yeah which is very branded very put together very consistent looking but I started and that's what mattered and eventually I learned the skills of what worked best for me what kind of content I wanted to make you know, videos. I learned how to make reels. I learned how to do this along the way. But if you try and start out by making good content, you're going to struggle. And so, and this is so obviously, this is not for everybody. We're talking to those who really struggle with the creative pressure and finding it to be kind of that you know, paralysis pressure where yeah. you're like, I can't even start because of this overwhelming pressure that I see in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of what Nicole talks about on her, her latest podcast, plug, plug Nicole's podcast, I will. But, in the <laughs> but she has this episode, um, that is about the fear of success. Cause she mm-hmm. says, we talk about the fear of failure so much, but we rarely talk about the fear of success. And this applies to this situation where You are actually facing the fear of success when it comes to the creative pressure because you are seeing, and you you just said it so well earlier that you're like, I I feel the pressure to consistently put it out and to make this good content and it never is going to stop and it keeps on going. That all is based in this fear of success because you're like, if I start, if I start making that really good content, I have to keep making it. Mm -hmm. And I have to keep putting it out. And then people are going to expect it from me. And if I don't put it out, then people are going to see that I'm not doing it. And then I'm going to become a failure while I'm being a success. Like, and it just snowballs. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're actually, surprisingly, Mm -hmm. not dealing with creative pressure. We're dealing with a fear of future success and what that might mean for us time-wise, energy-wise, emotional capacity And you're like, I don't even want to start. That sounds like a lot, right? Everyone (laughs) right now listening is like, yeah, you just convinced me to never start my solution. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, hey, I'm guilty of it, remember? I haven't posted in a year Mm -hmm. because I'm like, but I will say it's a little bit different. It's not from a place of fear of success because I've had that already and I know what it takes to keep that up. And I know that I have not been in a place physically and mentally where I can keep that up. And I know that that's not fair to me and it's not fair to my followers. So Mm -hmm. I haven't started yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel really good about it. I feel at peace with that. And I'm like, I'm going to start back up when I'm ready. That's a healthy spot to be in. What a non-healthy spot to be in is to be like, oh my God, I can't ever start because of this and this and this, and this is going to, you know, and then you blow a gasket and you're yeah, done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. You- you're, you're just, you know, paralysis armadillo on the floor <laughs> of your studio going, there's, I can't do that. There's, there's, a, there's a lie that we tell ourselves when we are thinking about posting consistently is that the word consistent means every day. And it's yes. not true. It's Tell not the true. People, so. <laughs> Consistency does not mean every day. Consistency means at regular intervals, no matter what that means for you. If that means once a week, great. If that means once a month, okay. <laughs> if that means once a year, 
but you're like purposely making content once a year like that person I was talking about earlier with the YouTube videos great <laughs> consistency can mean whatever schedule works for your life and your artwork schedule that's the key word right there mm-hmm. let's replace consistent posting with scheduled posting yeah so it's it's one of the um it's one of the first things uh, I've always taught artists when we when we come to a social media we first figure out your brand yeah and we create structure mm-hmm. and then we create a, a schedule that's the last part of the structure right because yeah. everyone wants to just jump to content and I'm like well you're gonna get burnt out <laughs> yeah everyone everyone always asks me like how do I not burn out on social it's one of my biggest questions at like workshops and and lives people are like how do I not burn out on social I'm like well what's your schedule. And they're like, what do you mean? (laughs) What's a schedule? What's a schedule? And they're like, I just post when I have the content. I'm like, ooh, yikes. That is rough. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the quickest breakdown of how to do this. Okay, I'm ready. Don't post the day you create the content. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I I feel like I'm gonna hear it like I can already hear the crickets on the other end of the (laughs) listeners being like, what? the heck are you talking about okay let me let me break it down like this artist you are painting Mm -hmm. let's use you stephanie you're painting hi you're you're already on top of the game because you're making twitch content while you're painting but we're talking about let's talk about instagram okay you are painting Mm -hmm. and you have a great shot with your brush and you get out your phone you take a picture of you know your brush on the canvas Mm -hmm. looks beautiful what i want you to do is then put your phone away and keep painting. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, end of the week, whenever your scheduled content time is, you go and make an Instagram post. You either post it then, you post it for two days from now, whatever that looks like, depending on your posting schedule. But you don't interrupt your creative time for your marketing time. And that's why we teach the the separate like marketing headspace and creative heart space. We we don't let those cross because mm-hmm. those are each important and your creative heart space time, that's sacred, right? This is your creative yeah. time. This is who you are. Yeah. We're not going to interrupt that. So, don't don't post right when you make the content. Put it away. And that is part of scheduling. So, figure out when you're going to schedule. Maybe it's at the end of the day. You figure out your post for the next day. Mhm. Great. That's a schedule. That's keeping with a schedule. So it's not just about when you're posting. It's about when you're making the content to not post it then, to not take away from that time. Because tell me if I'm wrong. Have you ever taken a picture, be like, oh, I should post this on Instagram. And then all of a sudden it's a half an hour later and you've been figuring out this caption and the cropping and everything and your paintbrush is just like sitting there next to you. Are you watching me in my studio? <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten distracted. You've gotten so distracted. We're going back to distraction. That is a, a an example of, of, yes, social media can be a distraction if you let it be like that. So what I want listeners to try doing, maybe just take this next week. When you capture your content, when you make your content don't don't post it right away post it at a different time when you're sitting down when you're doing something else when you're on the bus I don't care but don't do it in the studio 
that is going to immediately take that pressure off of you. I'm a huge fan. I do this all the time. Yeah. So much. And then based on that, if you're like, I only post three times a week and I post on Thursdays and it's Tuesday, of course I don't need to do anything with that picture right now. It's not even my post day because I figured out my schedule. So going back to what you said earlier, posting consistently doesn't mean every day. Some people, absolutely, every day. And that is fantastic. And maybe that's what their audience wants. That's what they need. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My art account, I post very inconsistently. (laughs) It's very bad. (laughs) Again, I'd like to preface this with my art account. I I am a hobby artist. I'm not trying to make a career out of my... That's very important artwork. <laughs> um, so don't so don't look at that. That's a bad example. But do look at Stephanie. She posts regularly, right? Like you post, you have a set schedule. You're like, this is how often I post, mm-hmm. and it, that probably immediately takes the pressure off of you because now you're not trying to figure out when do I need to post. Mm-hmm. Now you're just figuring out what would I like to post. Totally, my posting. What do I get to post? Yeah, posting we're going schedule. back to that mindset you said earlier. What do I get to do? What do I get to do? It's so good. I am a huge fan of this advice. I am like constantly taking content photos or videos on my phone in my studio, but I am almost never posting same day, not even same week usually. So I, proud of you. I schedule out like a week or so in advance. Uh, with the podcast here, I schedule out three weeks in advance, um, which is kind of fun. <laughs> and uh, it keeps... Like it eliminates creative pressure by doing it this way. And then, you know, you have a day of the week where you're editing your content. You have a day of the week where you're writing your captions. You have a day of the week that you're scheduling the content. You're not having on your calendar, I'm posting this day and this day and this day. You're having a day where you're scheduling the content. If you're using a scheduling app or whatever, like that's helpful. There's there's a bunch of free ones out there. Yeah. I use later personally. I like it. It's been around for a while. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, my yeah. favorite. There there are quite a few. Mm-hmm. But later is my favorite. And the paid version will automatically post it for you. It's so nice. It's absolutely worth it. Just yeah. use it as a tax write-off. You can do it, artists. Mm-hmm. It's like $9 a month, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, is, it is such an investment because remember time is your most precious commodity if you can get that scheduled and just know that on thursday your post will go out and you don't Mm -hmm. even have to worry about it isn't that worth the the time marvelous so later (laughs) feel free to sponsor this podcast um saying (laughs) it's good but it's it's absolutely worth it when i was teaching my academy programs um, my student Ashwini, she is she talked about someone on top of her social media game. Mm-hmm. That is she that girl is a powerhouse when it comes to posting content, right? And making content. But I remember she was posting all over the place. And when we went through um the academy lessons, she took the posting very seriously and the scheduling very seriously. And I remember her bringing me back her calendar as her homework and she's like this is the day I'm posting and I was like okay because I I teach I taught my students how they could build their social media scheduling to be able to only do content on one day a month Mm. now did everyone follow that can everyone follow that sometimes it's a little overwhelming most people (laughs) go with once a week Ashwini she's like nope I'm gonna do this and she's she spends one day a month, the beginning wow. of every month, 
putting together her social media and scheduling it out. And guess what? The rest of the time, she's painting. Making art. Taking she's her making photos. art. She's <laughs> in the studio. She's taking mm-hmm. she's she's found where for her she can lessen that creative pressure. Mm-hmm. So everyone's going to have different ways of doing that, lessening that creative pressure and and pinpointing where it is in the first place. That's that's your first step, right? Pinpointing for me, it might be different than for you. Like I maybe I have a really easy time making posts. And so I can do it the day before or the day of when I'm out of the studio and I'm back home or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what works best for me. But finding where you're feeling the pressure, I think um, it sounds so like it sounds lame, but like identifying it, it really is the first step because everybody is going to have different um, creative pressures. But in general, a lot of us are going to feel the pressure to consistently produce content. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the reason for when it comes to creative pressure, why we're not getting on social media, why we're having the excuse of not being on it. Oh, I'm not on here because I can't handle it's true. The, the amount that I have to be on here in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But everyone's brand is different. Every account is different. Everybody's version of success is different. I have clients who have a fully very successful art career and she posts like, I don't know, once a week maybe. (laughs) But when she does, it's good. It's good. (laughs) The quality is there. (laughs) Quality is there and people are eagerly awaiting it and that's Mm -hmm. what works for her. Mm -hmm. And so she's taking off that pressure. She's like, I don't need to post consistently. Like my audience, they're happy with mm-hmm. whatever I give them. Like that's awesome. <laughs> I would like. We'll to take be- what I feed you. <laughs> <laughs> the queen. So it's just to show different examples. Like it kind of is all in our head a little bit. I think of being like, I have to, I have to post this much. It's like, where'd you hear that? Who'd you hear that from? Who lied to you? Who, Who lied to you? Who hurt you? <laughs> it's one of those reasons I I started. And again, I'm I'm just trying to talk myself back into starting this podcast. But it's one of the reasons I started my podcast, which Mm. was I felt like all the business advice given online, that's what artists were were getting fed and trying to use. And that doesn't work for them. Right. Because a lot of that business advice is post every day, post every day, do this, do this, put it, push this out. And I'm like, all of that business advice doesn't necessarily work for us creative entrepreneurs right so I like to try and translate that being like hey okay so maybe you don't need to post every day (laughs) for for those listening who you're like all right cool this is a lot of good advice but I need a practical step Mm -hmm. like what's a practical step to take off that creative pressure of like that consistent output what I want you to do is to post three times a week. Choose your days, just like Stephanie said. Choose your days of when you're going to post. Make mm-hmm. that decision right now. S- create that schedule. And then I want you to practice putting out content that is at a lower risk. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is risk is 
it means how much time you're putting into a po- you to put into a post, your like picture, right, the caption, but also you're thinking at the same time. People are going to be reading this. What are they going to be thinking? Mm-hmm. You're putting in um, a lot of time and effort into that, which means the risk is higher of putting that out there. So I'd like you to practice putting out content that is at a lower risk, which is stories. So I'd like for listeners to try just for this week, Mm -hmm. I'd like you to try doing three posts this week on scheduled days and doing one post in your stories. That's great. Just one story a day. It could be a picture of the sky. I did that the other day. I just put a picture up of the sky (laughs) being like, it's been a really busy day. But it's pretty outside. Isn't this nice? And that's enough. What's funny is I got a lot of comments back from it being like, oh, so nice to take a break. (laughs) So it's just about showing up. If you can get yourself feeling like I can do this, I can show up every day because I'm I'm doing this lower risk story. It's going to disappear in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be polished. Mm -hmm. It can just be authentic. Mm -hmm you can kind of start training yourself to withstand the creative pressure. This is excellent. Excellent advice. This is excellent (laughs) advice. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Reduce your expectations and just reduce your expectations. (laughs) And be a beginner almost in this. Just posting three times in a week in your stories and that's it. It could be a picture of what you're working on. It could be a picture of your tools. It could be a picture of the sky. It could be a picture of the art book you've been reading. I don't know. It could be a selfie. I share my dog a lot on my stories (laughs) because that's my life. Yeah. Like, you know, just being casual. So three structured posts, but decide on the day. Okay. Going to do Tuesday. I'm going to do Friday. I'm going to do Sunday. Mm -hmm. Cool. I've made that decision. You're already halfway there. Yeah. Which gives you plenty of time to be making content, working on that video, whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. you want. And then every day, just try making a story and it's going to start building good habits. And you know, that, that book you guys read for a book club, Atomic Habits, right? So So you're building your habit stacking, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've already built this habit of showing up on your stories every single day, regardless of what the story is, you've just shown up for it. Mm-hmm. If you can have it stack on top of that, being like, cool, I'm going to start showing up twice a day in stories. One's going to be personal. One's going to be about artwork. Love it. All of a sudden, we're building on it and building on it. And then all of a sudden, maybe, yeah, maybe you are going to get to the point where you're posting every single day. Isn't that cool? Amazing. But you didn't just, just roll out of bed and be like, I'm going to post good fantastic content every single day i'm gonna go from zero to a hundred and and i'm gonna be so successful at this that's a good way to let yourself on fire (laughs) it's a good way to because not only are we setting ourselves up for failure because people don't go zero to a hundred with new things it's not sustainable it's not sustainable but you're also setting yourself up for the fear of success of what does it mean when I do reach this and I'm not prepared? I didn't build healthy habits. I didn't build a good schedule. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can keep this sustainable, right? So we just, you know, kind of 
you know, we're like, we're going to set off for the race. And we didn't put any gas in the tank. Good luck. Good luck. Right? <laughs> but that, that's how we can, like, start to pinpoint some of that creative pressure and then also deal with it. Because um, burnout is a thing. And if you get burnt out and you end up hating social media, it's really hard to get back on. Because then you'll have to re-listen to this episode and then it'll be like a whole nother thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, no thanks. <laughs> But it, it's it is true. Like a lot of people will be focusing on how to get out of burnout. You know, ditch burnout, boss babe up. <laughs> so it's it's important that we talk about yeah, burnout is real. The creative pressure is real. The expectation of consistent output is real. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to recognize it? How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to move on and embrace it as, yeah, this is part of the process. We need to create structure to deal with it as we go forward. In uh, wrapping up today's episode of (laughs) why you are (laughs) avoiding your content creation, we've got distraction. Remember, your art is not distracting you from social media and social media is not distracting you from your artwork. In fact, it is a helping hand. Your authenticity with your posts matter. Have a purpose for what you're posting about, where, who are you talking to, and what is the main subject. And three, figure out your posting schedule. Relieve some of your, that creative pressure. You'll get back into posting on social media and it's going to be, it's going to be super good. <laughs> where can people find you, Brittany? Uh, people can find me at um, on Instagram at mm-hmm. the dot social atelier. Yeah. And also in the future, <laughs> I will be back on my podcast, which is the Social Atelier podcast with Brittany Torres. So we're going to be starting that up sometime here soon. And I'm looking forward to it. This has been this has been a fun segue into getting back being comfortable behind the microphone (laughs) all thanks to stephanie i'm glad to have you here it's been really fun and um i will have Brittany's uh where she lives on the internet linked in the show notes along with other things that we've mentioned here in the podcast and i'll write out that little social media schedule for you so you can have no excuse not to do it it'll be so great i'm excited (laughs) for people i'm excited for them to to feel validated Mm -hmm. and like why this is so hard but also be given some tools of like, okay, here, here's some next steps. Here's how you identify things and how we keep moving on. But also, you know, maybe this was the the tough love and the uncomfortable truths about why you haven't been on social media mm-hmm. and why we really need you to get back on there. And, and, you know, if this is what helps you get back on there, awesome. Because I'm, you- I'm excited for people to feel happy about social media, right? If you ended up getting back onto social media because of this episode, you should send Brittany and I a DM because we will go and check out your posts. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're we're here for it. I always I always tell people like if I'm not your coach down on the field, mm-hmm. no problem. I'm still going to be your biggest fan up in the bleachers with pom-poms. I love it. Cheering you on. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.